Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the Creative Kindergarten Podcast. My name is Amanda, and I'm an early childhood educator in Ontario, Canada. And this podcast is just a way for me to reflect on different topics in a kindergarten classroom to talk about different things that um, I'm thinking about for kindergarten. I love taking the time to pick out like something to think about for kindergarten and then um, reflecting on my practices, trying to f- grow as an educator and really think about what is best for my students and the kindergarten classroom. So um, every week I pick a new topic and I kind of do a deep dive into it. I share my experiences, my thoughts on it. But of course, I am just one educator and by no means is like my way, the always the right way to do stuff. So I really like um, the interactive nature of having a podcast where other people can chime in and tell me what their thoughts or their feelings are on a certain topic. So if you would like to share anything, make sure you're following me over on Instagram. And every Thursday I post about that week's um, podcast episode. And I love to have other people respond back and tell me their thoughts and feelings on whatever subject I talk about. So this week's episode is all about number talks in kindergarten. Before I start with the actual topic of this week's episode, I just wanted to share and just really reflect on right now, in case you're listening to this months from now, right now we're in the middle of like the COVID-19 pandemic and it's the month of November and we're all just teaching in this new reality that is happening right now. So we have educators that are online in Ontario. Anyways, we have educators that are teaching online and then we have educators that are teaching in the classroom. And one thing that I really wanted to um, make sure I say is that like educators are doing an amazing, amazing job. Like if you're teaching online and trying to figure out how to teach in a virtual space, that is just amazing. And if you're in person keeping your students happy, healthy, and safe, that is amazing. And I don't know if um, educators are getting enough credit for just how amazing they are doing and the things that they are pulling together and the classrooms and the environments that they are creating for their students, whether it be in person or virtual. You guys are just blowing my mind with how just awesome you have uh, just innovated and changed everything at the drop of a hat and really made your classrooms amazing places to be. Uh, I know that in Ontario, as as of right now, there isn't a lot of cases happening in schools. Like there are certain cases, but usually like it's been brought in from the outside and it's usually like there hasn't been a whole lot of Um, I guess, spread within schools themselves. And that's not the case for everywhere. And I think that the success of what is happening in our classrooms in Ontario is due to the educators. It's due to the steps that educators are taking each and every day to take care of their students and to make sure that they're creating a safe environment, even though it is incredibly difficult and it's incredibly tiring. And I I'm with you on that. It's not easy to do, but you are making a difference every day and you're keeping your students safe. And not to say like if there was an outbreak, you weren't keeping your kids safe, but we're not seeing the widespread outbreaks that we thought we were going to see in classrooms or that we were worried about in classrooms and that are happening in other provinces and in other countries. And that's because of the work that you're doing each and every day. So um, I'm applauding you and I am... 
I am going to be the one that um, tells you just that you are an amazing educator and you're making a difference every day. If you are online and you have created an online learning environment for kindergarten students, that is in itself is just an amazing, amazing feat. And everybody's just awesome. And I really wanted to make sure that I started off this podcast with that message because I know sometimes we don't feel like as educators, we're doing enough for our students that we could always do more and that we always want to be better. And that's not a bad mindset to have. Like it's always great to want to be better, to do more and to be better for your students. But just know that even though you are feeling that, that's a normal feeling for educators to have. You are already doing amazing. And whatever you are doing in your classroom is making a difference each and every day for the children and the families that you work with. So just kudos to you and really just starting off this podcast episode, really just highlighting the fact that um, educators are just moving mountains right now to um, make uh, safe environments, making welcoming environments for their students. So now that I've gone on and on about all of that, I really wanted to take some time today to talk about number talks. And if you have followed me for any amount of time on Instagram, on my blog, wherever, um, you'll know that I talk about number talks a lot. I started doing them maybe my first year in kindergarten, like seven years ago. And I love, love, love doing number talks. Basically, it's a whole group. What number talks are basically is like a whole group time where we get together and we talk about numbers in different ways. So there's lots of different ways that you can do number talks. Like it could be fully just based on um, seeing like subitizing skills where you hold up um, uh, like a, a card with some dots on it and they have to tell you what number they see. It could be with 10 frames. It can be with rec and recs. It can be um, with real pictures. It can be with basically anything. It can be with math manipulatives. You can do number talks and you should be doing number talks with a variety of different um, images and a different ways to show numbers. And what it's basically is it's like a whole group where you show an image to your classroom and they have to talk about the number that they see represented. So if it is, um, let's say, a dot picture with seven dots on it with uh, four dots to group to on one side and three dots grouped on the other side and you show them the picture, usually I hold up the image for 10 seconds and then I show it to each so that each student can see it and then I hide the picture, I put it down and I asked them, what number did you see? And this is the opportunity for my students to really be able to talk about their math thinking and to be able to share how they see numbers and to share their math strategies. And it's just a really great opportunity to have those really deep and engaging conversations about numbers. And I I honestly, I've loved doing them for seven years, at least in a kindergarten classroom. And the best part about them is that my students absolutely love doing them. Like they get excited when I say that we're going to do a number talk. They are so engaged and they get so excited to share their math thinking because it's always kept positive. I never tell them they got a number wrong. Um, I'll, I'll go into a little bit more depth about like exactly um, what I do when I do number talks, but it's never a negative space. All their thinking is valid. It's just a great way for them to hear 
about what their peers are saying about numbers because we all see numbers in different ways and there's so many different strategies that they can use when they're doing number talks that it's great for them to hear about what other people are saying or talking about numbers because that's just a really great way for them to grow um, in their mind because they might be using a strategy that's working for them but they might hear what other person another person says and they might think oh that's even better like that's a better strategy i like that that's how i'm going to what the strategy is going to use next time and it's powerful when it comes from their peers because there's one thing for an educator to stand at the front of the room and like tell them or show them how to use a math strategy it's even more powerful when it's coming from um, one of their friends or from a classmate so there's just so many um, benefits to doing these number talks and I just love doing them. The kids love doing them. They can um, develop some critical thinking skills, their math vocabulary. They have so like problem solving strategies. All that can be worked into a simple number talk. And as an educator, when you're doing the number talks, you're easily able to identify like any misconceptions that students might have. So when you're doing the number talk, you're easily like, because you're hearing all of their math thinking as they're doing it and it's quick so that you get to you get to get a real quick sense of what's going on with your students. This can be a really great way to correct any misconceptions or if you see they're learning some kind of number sense skill and your students, you're noticing that there is um, just something they're doing, maybe their one-to-one correspondence isn't exactly um, working properly or they're not subitizing very well or they're not adding or they're, there's just some concept that they're not getting, you can then target that skill using a number talk and it really just helps them be able to um, grow as math thinkers and critical thinkers. So that's just a really great way to, to, to grow their number sense skills in your kindergarten classroom. So for me, when I was doing my number talks with my kindergarten students, I would try to regularly schedule them in to my classroom routines. I think I was at I was doing them about once a week um, a couple years ago when I was in the classroom. And even thinking back now, I and when I go back into the classroom, uh, number talks are just going to happen way more often. They're just so beneficial and I just recognize just how beneficial they are and just how excited students are to do them that we can embed them into our math routine a few times a week at least and it would just it's just such a great way to really um give confidence to your students when it comes to doing number talk so here's how my number talk routine would go we would all be sitting um this was pre-covid obviously we would be all sitting together at the carpet and we would all come together and i would try to get them to sit as close to me as possible because i i um, when i was in the classroom I had cards that I had printed out and put on rings and then uh, I just would hold up those cards as I was doing the number talk. So if the kids are closer to me, they can just see it better. That's the reason why I had them sitting closer. But I do have some digital number talk slides that can be put up on a projector. So if your kids can't all sit very close together, especially now with COVID times, you can put it up on the projector so that everybody can see. You just want to make sure all your students have a chance to see the image that you're showing them so that they have a chance to participate. So basically that's how we would start. We would all come to the carpet and we would go over the rules for our number talk routine. So I know that there are books and there's like an, a way that um, 
There's like trainings you can do on a specific way to do number talks. This is just the way that I developed over the years and the strategies that I used with my students to do number talks. It's what's really worked for me and the um, children that I have uh, I've done these with. But there is, of course, many other different ways to do it. So you can research other different ways if this particular way doesn't work. But basically what would happen when all the students would come together we would go over the rules so the first rule is when we have the right answer for a number talks we don't raise our hand so usually when you ask a question kids raise their hand and they put their hand up and that you call on them and they give the answer and that's okay but during a number talk what's really important is that everybody gets a chance to really think about their answer and come up with their own answer even if it is just in their mind and if kids are all raising their hands, I've heard that as soon as a kid raises their hand, another child might think, oh, they already have the answer. I don't have to think about this anymore. So eliminating the hand raising part of it kind of takes that pressure off and just allows your students to have more thinking time and to take as much time as they need to come up with the, their answer and use the strategy that they need to use. So we eliminated the ha hands up. So I would remind them, remember, we're doing a number talk now. So in number talks, we don't raise our hand. And instead, what they do is they put a fist to their chest. They can pick whichever hand that they want, a closed fist at their chest. And then I remind them, okay, let's get our um, hands ready for our number talks. And they would know to make a closed fist and put it against their chest. And when you have the answer, we're going to give a thumbs up. And the thumbs up would be against their chest. So really, um, if students are sitting uh, at, at the carpet, they don't really see if the students put a thumb up or not um, on their chest. And But as an educator, me looking at them, I can see whether or not they have a thumbs up. And so I can call in the students that are ready. So whenever they had an answer at the ready, they would give me a thumbs up on their chest. And then that way I would be able to call on friends that were ready to share their answers. So what I would do is I would hold up the card or the image, whatever it was that I was doing the number talks with, show them for 10 seconds and then put down the image so that they can't see what's on the card anymore. And then um, after giving them a, a few seconds of thinking time, thumbs would start going up and I would, I would make sure that we had like a little bit longer than I normally would wait for them to get their answer ready. I really wanted them, I didn't want to just call on the kid that was just the fastest or that you sometimes, you know, the kids raise their hand because they want to answer, but they don't actually have an answer ready. So I would I would give them enough time to really think about their answer and to formulate their their um the vocabulary they wanted to use when they were sharing their answer. So as soon as I saw a few thumbs goes up, I would give them a few more seconds after that. And then I would pick somebody to share their answer. And then, so I'll go back to that number seven that I said with four dots and three dots to make seven. So they might say, oh, I got the number seven. And I would say to our friends, like who agrees that they, uh, who also saw the number seven? And if they agree that they saw the number seven, they would put up their th their uh, pinky and their thumb finger and give it kind of like a little shake. I don't know how else to describe that action, but it's your thumb and your pinky finger is up, the rest of your three fingers are on your palm, and then you kind of just give a little shake and that just showed agreement. And let's say the kid said six, and not a lot of friends are saying that they agree with six. Sometimes kids just agree because all they always just agree with whatever they hear. Um, 
And so I'd say, okay. And again, I would never say that the answer is wrong. I would just say, did somebody see a different number? And then maybe the next kid will say, oh, I saw seven. And then I would say, okay, who agrees that they saw the number seven? And then they would do that little shaking motion. So I would never say that an answer is wrong. I would just ask, did anybody see a different number? And then that way, even if they got the answer right, let's say they did say seven, I would say, did anybody see a different number or a different, did anybody see a different number? And that way we can get different um, thinking without ever telling a kid that they got it wrong. Because I want them to grow more confident as math learners. I don't want them to ever feel dejected or um, lose their confidence. I really want to build them up and make them feel like they have um, the ability and that they are really great mathematicians. That's that's what, what we want to do with our math number talks is to really build up their math skills and make them feel like, hey, I'm a great mathematician. Math isn't hard. Math, I know it. As you always get those kids that'll be like, I'm not good at math. Well, that's not what I want the number talks to be about. I want it to be about building their confidence and building their abilities and their math strategies. So once they have the number, they would, and so they, I would say, okay, who agrees with the number seven? And they would give the little handshake and I'd say, okay, well, how did you see the number th- uh, number seven? And some kids would say, I saw four and three, and I know that makes seven. Great. Some other kids would say, I counted the dots. Great. That's a great math strategy, counting the dots. And then some kids would say, oh, I put four on one hand and I put three fingers on my other hand and I counted my fingers a great math strategy. So just validating the different math strategies that kids might see. Some kids might see four and three make seven. Some kids might have seen two, two and three make seven. Um, So there's lots of different ways. You can also write down their answers as they're saying it. So if they said, I saw four and three and I saw that makes seven, I would write it on a chart paper, four plus three equals seven. If another kid said they saw two, two and three make seven, I would write two plus two plus three equals seven. So even writing it down to show them. So some kids might be a visual learner. And so actually seeing how that looks on the chart paper would be really beneficial to them. I'll also re- hold up the card that I was showing them with the, the seven dots on it. And you can circle where they saw the group of four and the group of three because I laminated mine. So I would just use a whiteboard marker and circle the groupings that they saw to make it really visual for some of my students. So there's lots of ways that you can... Um, grow that mass that math skill. If you want to see a little bit more about what this looks like, because I'm kind of talking about it without all the visual aids that I usually would have, um, I have a whole blog post that's up on my blog, and it has a video showing you how I do number talks, and it has some pictures of the number talk cards and uh, slides that I use. And so I'll put that in the show notes for you if you want to see a little bit more about exactly what this looks like, because describing it is a little bit hard when it's a visual thing. But yeah, I would um, try to do these number talks pretty regularly and students would really get excited about them and would start using different strategies. And then I would see that translated into their math centers and the math that they were doing in the classroom as well. And so it really did um, grow their capabilities and their confidence with math. It's just such a great tool to put into your toolbox for your math learners in your kindergarten classroom. And again, um, you can go and take a look at that blog post. There's a YouTube video that I did that will have, um, like it'll show you all the different signs that I I use with the kids, all the hand signs that I use and how I did the dot cards and all that kind of stuff to really give you an idea of what that looks like because it's kind of hard to explain here. But yeah, that'll be in the show notes for you. And... 
Um, yeah, that's basically number talks for me and just the benefits of doing those number talks and just how easy they are to incorporate into your number talk routine or into your math routine and just how beneficial they are for your students and just how great um, they can be. So if you have any questions about number talks, make sure you reach out to me again over on Instagram or through my blog. There's like a contact me page. You can send me an email. If you're not on Instagram, you could also find me over on Facebook. Again, I will put all of those um, links and stuff in the show notes for you so you can easily find me. But I really wanted to thank you for coming and joining me and talking a little bit about number talks. I do go on and on and on about number talks and all my different platforms all the time because I really do love them so much. I think they are such a great benefit to our students. And yeah, they're just really easy to do. I actually saw somebody post the other day on Instagram that they were doing a fun Friday and they had asked their kids like, oh, what do you want to do? for fun Friday in the classroom. And the number one answer was doing a number talks. And not that I don't think the educator was surprised, but she was just really happy that that's what I can't remember who had posted this on Instagram or else I would um, give you their, their username. But um, she was just so happy that they had picked doing a number talk. And um, for me, that's just amazing. That just means that you're making math fun and meaningful in your classroom and your students are excited to take part in that math routine. That is just, that's like the dream. That's, that's what we want. We want our kids to just feel great doing math. And for me, that's always what I wanted, um, for my students. And so, yeah, if you haven't tried a number talk and you really want to see what that looks like, just check out the video and let me know, how does it go? Do a number talk with your students, try it out. Tell me, does it work? Does it, does it not work? Um, I always introduced like the new rules for number talks because they are different from what we do in our classroom regularly, like not raising your hand and putting your thumb up and all that kind of stuff. Like it does take a couple turns or a couple tries before the kids like really understand not to raise their hand. Like there's always going to be those kids that just like throw their hand up in their in the air in excitement to give their answer. And I would just give them like a gentle reminder like, oh, remember? And I would give them the visual cue of putting my hand on my chest and then they would remember to do the same. But it, it does take a couple times before the kids get into the routine of it. But once they're in the routine of it, it's so easy to just like whip out some number talk cards and or slides and just get started with them. And they can be really made meaningful and target specific math skills that you want to work on with your students. So yeah, if you give them a try or if you already do them, make sure you come tell me over on Instagram. If you have any other tips and tricks or anything that you like to do with your number talks, make sure you share that over on my Instagram page. I'd love, 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 love to hear from you. And again, I want to thank you for joining me. Episode number 50 of my podcast is just absolute craziness to me because... Yeah, I never thought I, I didn't think anybody would be listening to this podcast and that I'm still doing it at episode number 50 is just, it just awesome. So I really want to thank you for joining me and I hope you have a great week and just remember educators, you are doing amazing things in your classroom. Your students and your families are lucky to have you in their lives and you are appreciated and you are doing awesome stuff. And I really hope that you have a great rest of your week and I will talk to you all next time. Have a great one.